Okay, welcome to the Home Inspector Specialization Course. So it probably goes without saying that in any business, in order to succeed, you've got to be different than the next 10 guys. You know, you may have completed your NACHI courses, um, the national certifications, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's great. So is everybody else. You can't really market that. You... Um, the way to succeed is to identify how you're different than everybody else. Uh, a successful person once showed up to one of my uh, civil engineering classes, uh, seminars, and he basically said, you don't want to try to be the best, you want to be the only. And <clears throat> I thought that was interesting advice, but it turns out to be true in the business world, and uh, that applies whether you're a home inspector, whether you run a tanning salon, or whatever it is. Um, you want to be unique. And so this uh, specialization uh, category is for you. Um, you're going to want to pick at least one of these specialization categories or maybe use your imagination to come up with another one. I have quite a list here. And we're going to go through these quickly and then I'll talk more in detail about each of them. There's, op there's operator skills, meaning that you're the operator. Uh, there's environmental issues. Uh, there's nature issues. <clears throat> you could choose to go after the commercial market, or you could even specialize in, uh, in other residential sort of applications, and I'm going to talk about each of these. So we'll, we'll go down that road. Um, the experience that most home inspectors have is that they get certified they pass out their business cards. They make spend a billion dollars on uh, promotional brochures and prettiness and sunshine. And they take it to, <clears throat> to realtor uh, brokerages or they put up a beautiful website and then they start waiting for the phone to ring. And to uh, no one's surprise who's been in the business for a while, the phone doesn't ring. I've been there and done that. That happened for me back in the 90s. I, I said, I told a lot of people, I felt like uh, now I know what it feels like to be a girl because you're just sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. It's tough. It's really tough. Uh, so you can take matters into your own hands, and, um, and this is how you do it. You, you specialize. You become something that... Uh, that answers a very important question. And that question is, why do I, the realtor, want to hire you? You know, if they've got, uh, if they've got 20 other choices and the only difference between them is the price, they're gonna hire the cheap guy, you're not gonna win in that game. You don't wanna be the cheap guy, you're not gonna last that way. Nobody wants to be the, uh, the low price leader. And the only other way to win that game is to offer the super low price and then, um, and then stick them with a whole bunch of uh, add-ons once you've got them at the inspection, you've got them tied down. That's unethical. It's not right. You're going to hate yourself. People are uh, not going to like the way you do business. You're not going to get referrals. And you better get really good at your sales pitch because you're going to have to be given a hard sales pitch every time you can get somebody to call you. Much better to specialize. So let's start with, uh, with the list. 
We've got uh, drones is the first one that I listed. And again, there are many, but uh, a drone for me is helpful and it's uh, right on the edge of being something that every inspector should have anyway. Um, because there are those roofs that are, like if you got a 17 foot ladder, you'll have those roofs that are 20 feet high or maybe they're a 12-12 pitch or maybe they're a uh, type of roof that you're not supposed to get on and you don't want to leave your buyer stranded with the roof uninspected and they certainly don't want you to do that. They might understand that you don't want to die but they still understand that they want their home inspected and that includes the roof. Um, so one answer to that that leaves a lot of customers very happy is instead of you getting on the roof, you get a drone. It's a fun toy. You can get them for, um, for not that much money. I mean, you can get a good one for $1,200, $1,500, but you can also get drones that, that do things for less. It's also helpful to get the, uh, the drones with uh, goggles. Uh, DJI has one of those, and then it's uh, like virtual reality. You fill your entire field of vision with the picture that the drone sees in real time. So if you want to look for ice damming, or if you want to look for wind damage, or missing shingles, or aging, or flashing, or whether the chimney has a chimney cap, uh, you can do that without getting up on the roof and risking your life. I know that there are some inspectors who pretty much don't get on any roof. They'll send the drone up instead, and that will keep you out of the hospital. So the drone is um, <clears throat> the first thing I had on the list. If you market yourself as the inspector who has the drone, uh, now you've differentiated yourself a little. So that's... Um, that can be helpful. Uh, a few years ago, there was a big push among home inspectors that, um, that said, well, we've got a uh, thermal imaging camera, and those are cool, but now everybody has one, and so it's really hard to market yourself that way. Um, at least in the area that I'm in, everybody has one, and so it stops becoming a thing. Um, so the next one I've got is the Rover. And in the West, where I am, we don't have a lot of crawl spaces, but we do have crawl spaces. And it's not unusual for, uh, for the home inspector to be uh, inspecting a home with a crawl space. So your options are to, you know, and crawl spaces come in different categories. Sometimes they're 12 inches deep. Sometimes they're 36 inches deep. Sometimes they're 6 feet deep. Um, and sometimes they're full of spiders. Uh, and sometimes they're not, but it can get pretty nasty in a crawl space. And if you go in willy-nilly into a crawl space, um, it could very easily, it will have spiders. And if those spiders uh, have black widows, you know, brown recluses, uh, uh, funnel web spiders, there's a number of others that if they bite you, it's a big time problem. Uh, it's not just a sore for, for a, a week. It's you could lose your leg and you could lose your life. So, you know, at minimum you suit up, but better off, maybe you get a rover and you send the rover in there. 
something I have learned from the, some of the inspectors who have rovers is they still won't send a rover to any, into any place that they can't go physically retrieve it if they absolutely had to. If you're going to do that, again, full body suit uh, <clears throat> with a mask that comes over a hood and then a full face mask so that uh, um, a spider or a, you know, a snake can bite through, but uh, they're not going to come at you, hopefully. Uh, raccoon, they're nasty creatures and they've got an attitude. But uh, you give yourself a little bit of protection, at least against the spiders. Um, that's important. So having a rover, uh, especially in an area where there's a lot of crawl spaces, uh, at minimum, that is something where, <clears throat> where you can use it to differentiate yourself. You can basically say, look, you know, the next inspector is going to shine his flashlight into the crawl space. I can give you a view of every corner, every wall, and every ceiling in the crawl space. Who would you rather hire? That's the difference that uh, you can get with a rover. So <clears throat> sewer inspection is also big in the area that I am in. Uh, a lot of home inspectors have decided to add sewer inspection, basically TVing. The line is what it used to be called. You can look for bellies in the drain line, for cracks, for roots, that sort of thing. And um, if the home is older, uh, then having, a, having the sewer inspection equipment can help you. Again, it can differentiate you between, the, between you and the next guy who doesn't have one. Uh, me, I don't do it just because I don't want to mess with sewage. I, there are times when, when it's needed and I'll refer somebody. But I know that I'm giving up a competitive advantage with uh, somebody who does have that. That's okay for me because I've got all the business I can handle. That may not be you. So that's another option. Then I talked about the thermo camera <clears throat> uh, and the infrared. Basically, same, same. Um, infrared thermometer. Well, you got the, yeah, you got the infrared thermo camera. And that's going to show in, um, and there's, there's training on internachi.com for, for how to use those. But they're going to show brighter lights for heat and um, less bright lights for, or darker colors for cooler colors. And that uh, thermal camera or infrared camera has been used very successfully in my area by inspectors to differentiate themselves from the competition. Um, it also can be helpful if you decide to do like an energy audit. That's, uh, that's another sort of specialty you can do um, where you're going around a home and uh, under the category of an energy audit, the, you can uh, look for insulation in the walls. You can look for um, the, the attic insulation, see how that's doing. You can shoot the home from the outside and see where the heat is escaping from. Uh, you can do all that with the thermo camera. So that's never a bad option either. Um, in addition, those pictures, <coughs> that photography is dramatic because you can tell, for example, that it's a house that you're looking at if you're shooting from the exterior, but it's got a whole different set of colors. So uh, obviously it becomes a heat signature sort of a photo and it it catches the eye and it definitely helps you to uh, show that you've got that capacity and set yourself apart from the competition.
So those are the operator skills. Uh, going back, we've got the environmental category where we've got meth and lead, radon, asbestos, etc. Uh, I'm going to talk about each of those. So 2008, we had the um, real estate crash and things were slow. So I decided that I should uh, pad my resume a little bit and I got certified as a meth remediator. Uh, now I understand that in the West, meth is more of a big deal than it is generally in the East. Uh, back when I was doing meth, when I was remediating meth, uh, the dividing line was roughly Oklahoma and above. You know, west of that, meth rules got very stringent. East of that, at the time, didn't look like it was on anybody's radar. There were a lot of states uh, east of the Mississippi that just didn't have any rules associated with meth contamination. So depending on where you are and what the state's rules are, meth may or may not be an issue. In the West, here where I am, <coughs> meth is huge. It's bigger than mold, it's bigger than radon, it's bigger than asbestos, it's huge. And if you were to choose to get yourself certified as a meth remediator or even as a meth uh, trainer, if you got up to speed on meth so that you felt like you could train on it and you made it clear that you're that guy who, you know, somebody is concerned about maybe the flip home and does that have meth, uh, that's a reason for them to choose you over the next inspector uh, is because they, they, they know that you are more likely to find a meth problem. And I have technical training on how to spot a meth house. You'll, you'll want to do that. Uh, I won't go over that here. Lead, lead-based paint, lead plumbing, lead solder, um, same, same sort of thing. You can get yourself up to speed I have training on that, um, and you can do your own research and get yourself to a point where um, where you are now a a lead certified specialist, and and uh, you know those homes that are pre 1978, you can basically tell tell people, yeah, you know, if if you've got an older home, I'm the guy that's going to help you find the lead problem, and you know, to, to, to preach the same story, it will help you to win contracts. Uh, next one is radon. Now, radon is a, um, is, is on a lot of people's radar. Uh, EPA doesn't believe that it's on a lot of people's radar. In my area, it's kind of huge. Um, and there are a lot of radon mitigation companies that will bring their own equipment out there and they'll tell the homeowner that they have radon um, when in a large number of cases, maybe they just calibrated their meter too high. Um, so you can be the one that is the hero and goes out and basically says, okay, here's the truth. And you can gather, you can gather um, credibility that way. You can set your brand as, uh, as something that that uh, where you're the guy who is, you know, there's, there's these mitigators over here who want the homeowner's money. There's, but there's nobody really who's a, who's a third party who doesn't really care what the result is. So you can set yourself apart that way as the, uh, the real radon expert. Even if, um, even if 
let's say the radon company comes out and says, okay, yeah, your reading is too high. You could set yourself up and position yourself as the guy who follows up with those guys after those guys to tell the homeowner if they really do have a problem or if they're just being sold a system. Next up, we've got the asbestos. Um, there's a number of directions you could, uh, you could go with the asbestos category. You could uh, actually get certified as an asbestos remediator. It's doable, uh, and it's a second business stream until you get going as the home inspector. Um, and again, depending on the state you're in, sometimes that's relatively easy and sometimes it's not. But there, uh, you know, radon comes primarily in a couple of uh, very predictable forms. There's the, the uh, not radon, asbestos, the asbestos tape. Uh, there's the uh, popcorn ceiling texture that seems to have been a thing everywhere in the universe. Uh, back in the late 70s. And if you see that popcorn ceiling texture, you can, um, you can at very least provide good information on that. Um, or you, you, know, you can be the guy that, in addition to your home inspection services, also provides the asbestos mitigation. That lends credibility to your expert opinion on asbestos. And of course, as you get into that, if you decide to get into that, you'll find that there is asbestos in other, um, in other items. Uh, it can be in the walls, it can be in the vermiculite, and, um, and then, so you can set yourself up as that expert. And you know, if you are the one go-to person in a single field, um, <clears throat> even if you have no more knowledge than everybody else in a thousand other fields, um, you can market that, in this case, the asbestos knowledge, and um, help guide people towards choosing you as the home inspector. The last one is carbon monoxide. This is an opportunity for you to be the hero, and I've talked about that in, um, in some other segments. But carbon monoxide, that kills people. And you're being hired because people are not... They know that they don't know everything. They know that uh, there are things in their home that could either cost them money or put their kids in the hospital. Um, they know they want to feel safe, and you're the guy there who they want to hire so that they can feel safe. And so carbon monoxide, um, yeah, you can get a, a CO tester of your own. You can learn where to test for CO, and again, I have uh, a podcast about that that will bring you um, up to speed on that. There's Synernachi as well. But carbon monoxide, you know, if you were to set yourself up that way, and I'm, I should probably mention about now that it would be good to set yourself up in two or three of these categories at least. Uh, so that if somebody calls you and they say, hey, what's your price? Uh, that question just bugs me because I'm like, whoever you call next isn't going to begin to know what I know. Um, so you could go down the road of, you know, whoever you call next may know nothing about carbon monoxide. And it could kill your family, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they understand that uh, saving $25 and having a carbon monoxide problem, not worth it. 
So that's another upper, or another skill that you could develop, another specialty that could be helpful for you. Moving into nature, we've got uh, mold. Uh, being a mold specialist could be huge for you. Um, everybody's concerned about mold, uh, at least a little. A lot of people have family that, is, that are very sensitive to mold, and the last thing they want to do is you know, buy a house that has mold. I just saw a headline yesterday where somebody bought like a manufactured home and it turned out it had mold and it was a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of remediation and I'm thinking manufactured home, $200,000, maybe we need a track hoe. Um, but, you know, it's, if, if you set yourself up again, as, a, as the home inspector, you need to have a good solid base in the mold category. But if you can really sit down and talk about mold and the different species of mold and what they do, what they look like, uh, where they're found, why they would be found there, what the sources are, how to eliminate it, you know, uh, and maybe you decide to do mold remediation, maybe not, but but having you know a bunch of mold information in your head and then marketing that that is a very good specialty and one that uh, can definitely help sway clients your direction termites would be next um you know there's some there's plenty of eu factor associated with termites uh for example my my buddy he lives in virginia now and he moved from the West, uh, but before they did, she was cleaning her baseboards one day and stuck her finger through the baseboard where she came face to face with a couple of termite workers. This was a bad day for her and she was unhappy with my buddy because um, she felt like he worked too much. So to get even, she called the most expensive termite guy in town and had him come out and treat the house. Um, no, no homeowner, especially women, uh, I shouldn't say that, that's sexist, isn't it? No homeowner, let's, let's go with that, um, wants to come face to face with termites. It's ew, it's gross, it's, uh, it's not a good day when you're dealing with termites. So as the termite uh, inspector, you can come in and be a hero and gain a lot of credibility as you talk to, uh, let's say that your client is, uh, is my buddy's wife, you can talk to her about why they're in this location, you can find out how extensive the damage is, what the cause of the problem is, etc. Um, I had one instance where a good friend of mine called me up and she says, well, I didn't, I wanted to save some money so I didn't use you. And, um, she said, I just found a wall full of termites. Would you have found them? And I listened to her story, and it turns out she was spraying the home with the sprinkler system. And so I, uh, I didn't want to go easy on her because she tried to save money by not hiring me. So I kindly told her, well, if you would have hired me, you would have never had the termites. The reason for that is if we're spraying the house with the sprinklers, water getting into the wall, termites find that, termite colony, presto, done. So I did kind of twist the knife a little, um, but you can use a similar kind of a story as you're talking with uh, potential clients or uh, as you're 
putting together your website about how their inspector, especially in certain parts of the country, must have termite expertise in order to be good enough for their family. And so if you pick this one, that's a great choice. Uh, you can capitalize on that EU factor, the fear factor, and um, incentivize people, give, give people a reason to know why they're hiring you over the next 20 inspectors who are in line for that job. Okay. Um, next up, we've got mice, and that's a very similar thing. Uh, mouse poop, hantavirus, it's deadly. And if you run into a home, I, I have a good friend who uh, gutted a home that he bought, and as he gutted it, he ran into nests that were five, six feet high of, of mice condos. And as you're doing that, um, yeah, the, the hantavirus, that can kill you. So um, that's another specialty you can do. Uh, we also have uh, raccoons, snakes, and spiders. You can, uh, you can definitely go there. Now, another one that you can do that's not on this list is bed bugs. And, you know, when that was first proposed to me, I was like, bed bugs? Why? Um, but, you know, they're moving into somebody else's house. Nobody wants bed bugs. There's more of that you factor. More importantly, I have a friend who, who uh, got into the business being a bit of a bed bug guru. And because of that, he uh, picked up a bunch of inspections at hotels where he was inspecting uh, all of these hotel rooms for all of the usual things plus bed bugs. And the, uh, you know, he had, he had the required set of uh, knowledge for everything else, but what got him the job at these hotels, which of course were, they paid nicely. Uh, what got him the job was his knowledge about bed bugs. You get the idea. Um, whatever your background is, um, take a look at what you know, what your passions are, and you can probably capitalize on it. Uh, the next category I wanna go to is commercial. Uh, you can go after hotels. You can go after the malls, you can go after the strip malls, you can go after factories, you could do um, environmental audits. There's phase one and two environmental site assessments. That's still a thing. You can talk to banks about doing those sorts of things. Um, those site assessments, depending on the area, are anywhere from $1,000 to a couple or, or more. And they are very similar to a home inspection. Um, you're just looking for contamination and contamination history. So those are other categories you could get into that um, would help fill the time while you're waiting for your, I don't want to say waiting, while you're working on building your home inspection business. Um, another one that you can do, and this one has been used very successfully by certain individuals, is the, uh, is the anniversary inspections. So the idea with anniversary inspections is that, uh, let's say, Builder Joe builds 100 houses over in uh, Antwerp. 
and he provides a one-year or a five-year warranty. So what you do is uh, you go to county records or just based on your knowledge of living in the area, you know that these homes are, let's say it's a one-year warranty, and let, you know, maybe it might be 100 homes. I can think of a couple of developments near me where it's at least 100 homes. Uh, boy, I can think of more than a couple. There's dozens of them. And so you go to these guys, you, um, you maybe put a door hanger on and it says, hey, your home, home warranty is about to expire. I can help you with you know, finding hidden defects, et cetera. You can turn that into a lot of money. If you go to 100 homes and um, let's say 40 of them decide that they wanna hire you for an inspection, let's say that your average is, um, Five hundred dollars. Uh, Forty times five hundred is twenty G's. Uh, that's some money. So doing residential inspections—that um, is a—that's another pretty good uh, specialty that you can do. And you know, it, it takes this, the standard set of uh, effort at each of these inspections. Uh, that you're doing for them. I guess it's a little different because you're looking for hidden construction defects. Um, you know, they will already know if the shower works. They'll already know if the windows open and maybe if the dishwasher works. But uh, as you're going through looking for hidden items, um, it's pretty much the same knowledge base that you gotta already have. So the only difference would be papering the doors. So that's another option that you have. As you decide what your specialty is, um, put that on your website, market it on Facebook, um, make sure people are aware of it. You know, as you're, as you're going through the inspections and let's say that you, um, you found bed bugs, you, you uh, do a video of it, put that on Facebook, put that on Instagram. I can't tell you how many inspections I've done by friends and neighbors, or for friends and neighbors, because they say, you know, I saw your posts on Facebook. And for me, honestly, I wasn't even doing it for clients. I would just see something that I thought was unusual or stupid, and just to make fun of those guys, I would post those. But um, they did more than entertain my Facebook friends. They actually resulted in a good dose of business for me. So these are things you want to do. If you see mold, you know, talk about that. Put that on, uh, on the social media. And whatever specialties you choose, use those. Make sure people understand those. And then they will understand the answer to that extremely important question, which is, why do I, the buyer, want to hire you, the home inspector, versus somebody else? Uh, that's the goal. If you can get them to understand why they want to hire you, you're golden.